0: Jerry and Tracy, Pauly, and their dog, Ninja. Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights and climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories.
1: Don't miss the new video series, Hillbilly Dead Time Stories by Hillbilly Horror Stories and HHH Media. Subscribe today to Hillbilly Dead Time Stories on YouTube. Hey guys, welcome to episode 234 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy. Yes, sir. It's been a long week, it seems like.
0: (laughs) You know, it really has. I wonder why. I don't know. It's been a good week, though. I mean, it's not been nothing bad.
1: And we're glad to be back with you guys. So, Obviously, we want to thank all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thank you guys, gals, dogs, and uh, families of all those who serve for everything that you do.
0: Yes, absolutely. We're keeping you guys in our prayers, as always. We want you guys to come home. So, But we want to thank you for protecting us. And we love you guys so much. So thank you for being our heroes.
1: You know, theoretically, most of them are home.
0: Some. But some are not. <laughs> right. But
1: just making sure that we were clear that it went for the people that are here too. Not oh, just yeah. A, you know not what I'm just abroad. No,
0: I know. You know, I love everybody. <laughs> bar.
1: Uh, anyway, so we want to always bring up at this time, um, you know, people are suffering right now. Country's at a crazy spot, COVID's all over the place. Um, We just want to make sure that everybody knows that if you're struggling right now mentally that you can reach out to us or you can reach out to the group. And uh, there's always somebody that can help you. I know uh, previously this week there were uh, probably more posts than I had seen in forever with people reaching out for help. Yeah. And uh, we're glad to at least be able to give that outlet.
0: Yeah. Got to hang in there, folks. Got to hang in there. Um, If you'd rather talk to somebody else, you can call the suicide hotline number at 1-800-273-8255 and text them at 741741. But just remember that Jerry and I are always here for you guys as as much as the group is and we can give you our personal numbers if you need them um just please don't hesitate we're always here for you guys
1: and also in the next couple of weeks we're actually going to be partnering up with talk space mm-hmm. um so they they offer you know some online counseling and stuff like that we thought that would be a good fit for the show of course so tracy as usual this episode is brought to you by oh you could take a hot sauce yummy Hashtag king of flavors. And why is it the king of flavors? Because it is the number one habanero-based hot sauce in the United States. Top 10 of all hot sauces in the United States.
0: And because we say so.
1: There you go. (laughs) Hey, I want to bring up, and if you go to our Instagram page, and I'll post it on Facebook too, O Ucateco is actually having a giveaway where they're giving away a bunch of cool prizes, grills, and stuff like that. Plus hot sauce. Nice. And uh, you can enter for free on there. But uh, just go to com to... Get your free stuff. Get your free, free stuff on. <laughs> or at least your free entry to get some free stuff. <laughs> but then you can also get all of their other stuff there, merchandise and mm-hmm. hot sauce and shirts and apparel, you name it. Hey,
0: before you know it, spring's going to be here. Summer's going to be here. going to be grilling out. Yep. Even though we kind of grill out in the wintertime too, but still.
1: But go to LUCATACO.com, get your stuff. Use the promotional code hillbilly horror and you'll save 10% off your total purchase there you go so jelly
0: roll
1: alright Tracy this story I hate it when you say my name like that well I don't know the way to say it oh. I don't you know go ahead we'll just leave it <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to have back to back poltergeist stories because we did a poltergeist story last week and I stumbled across this and I always love it when I come across one of these little known stories mm-hmm. this is one I hadn't heard and I'll be willing to bet most people haven't heard this one. And I don't say that very often, but this is one I don't think hardly anybody's heard. So the problem is that most of the time when we get these little small stories is it's not really enough to make a full episode on. And it's usually something we use for a shorter or, or uh, something we have to combine multiple stories to make a complete episode. This one, though, had just enough to make a complete episode. So it won't be as long as some of them. Like last week's was pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, though, is, is right there... On the cusp. Now, I will say, even though it's a shorter story, there's a lot of bang for your buck in this one. It is intense and action packed. So,
0: man, do we have sound effects?
1: No, but this will be one of those that by the time you're through, your heart's probably gonna be racing a little bit and you're gonna be like, Phew.
0: and I don't, have I'm, to, I'm glad that's over. Yeah, so <laughs> I can unclench my butt cheeks
1: if you wish. Okay, or just you know, if you prefer to sleep that way, it's on you. <laughs>
0: Nuts. Well, we
1: all know you claim you don't fart, so I thought maybe that's how you oh pull, that, pull that trick off.
0: I do not. Not in public. <laughs> gosh. Rude.
1: What I also like about this story is how the story came out. So I'll be into it a little bit, but let's be honest. For every person who reports one of these uh, paranormal activity or, or stories or something of that nature, there's several more who just don't report it. And there's a bunch of reasons. They don't tell the news or the mediums or they don't go on social media and post it just because of the fact that they don't want to be ridiculed. We see that all the time. You know, we'll see people post a paranormal story in our group or in some of the other groups. And they're like, hey, I felt like I could post this here, but I can't post it on my regular page.
0: You know, but to think about it in this world we live in today, who's going to laugh at you? Who's going to ridicule you? I saw anything. I saw a stat.
1: One time, it wasn't that long ago, that it said only 30% of the people in America believe in ghosts. 30%. <clears throat> well, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's a really low percentage. So.
0: Well, I'm just saying, at the time we're in, I believe people would believe almost anything.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Now, sometimes... People don't tell their stories because they've got young children and they're trying to shelter their of children. Of course, yeah. And we both know that people can be extremely cruel when it comes to making fun of kids. Yeah.
0: And,
1: and for whatever not reason. not cool. Yeah. Anytime they got a chance, it seems like there's always some kind of bully waiting to do it.
0: hmm
1: Or honestly, they just don't want people to think that they're, you know, crazy, which is both of these apply to the story tonight. So, basically, as I was saying, tonight's story is one where the kids were being protected, but they grew up, and the mom decided to come forward. Oh. This incident actually took place in Chicago in the summer of 1974, but the mother of two younger children at the time, one was a teenager and the other one was a preteen, she didn't come forward about the incident until the spring of 1980. So, six years later. She was reading the Sunday paper. I told you I like how this story came out. Mm-hmm. So she's reading the Sunday paper and she comes across an article that was written by a, uh, a pretty well-known poltergeist
0: expert. writer.
1: I would oh. say, well, this is, expert, it, he percent. wrote, he wrote a lot of stuff about oh, okay. poltergeist and stuff like that. So this was something that he was familiar with. And, and there was, he had written an article about a poltergeist case in a different city. She's reading it. And at the, at the very end of the story, The writer said, hey, if you've got a story similar, if you've got a story, contact me. So she contacted the writer and agreed to tell her story of what happened in her apartment in August and September of 1974. She said she would only give the story if he agreed not to use her real name. In the article, she was known as Etta Jackson, so that's how we will refer to her in in our story. She told the writer that such strange things should be brought to light so people uh, would know what they were dealing with and know that they shouldn't be ashamed of their experiences, and maybe even they could do something about it if they've got enough knowledge that these things exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The very first event happened on August 12th. This was... What? The first event happened on August 12th at the home that she shared with her two sons, Billy, who was 17, and Mark, who was 12 at the time. Etta and her sons had lived in this apartment for the past six years, right after the passing of her husband.
0: Gotcha. What happened to her husband? I don't know. Oh. Okay, go ahead. He died. He died. Okay.
1: Etta worked at a nearby electronics factory. And this particular night, she got home around 6 p.m. from work. Mm -hmm. Just a little after 6. On these hot summer nights, she had kind of a routine. She would go and grab her a glass of iced tea, and she would relax in her favorite recliner. Well... She started to do this. She gets tea. She's in a recliner. Her sons were watching TV in the living room. Etta had just got settled into her chair and picked up the newspaper. Suddenly, just as she started to grip the paper with her hand, something snatched it from her hand, flung it across the room, leaving a mess of papers all over the room. 17 year old Billy said, Hey, Ma, why'd you throw the paper all over the room? <laughs> And obviously confused about what had just happened, Etta said that she didn't throw the paper uh, across the room, that something had yanked it from her hand. So almost immediately afterwards, the TV turned off. Just turned off. Twelve-year-old Mark ran behind the TV to see if it was unplugged or something, but the TV was still plugged in. So then they just turned every dial on the TV, hoping it would come back on, but it didn't. So Billy made a comment that maybe they needed a new picture tube or something like that, because, you know, why else would it just shut off? Yeah. So the boys were upset because they were just getting into the movie that they were watching. That's when all hell broke loose. A glass vase with flowers on it fell off the coffee table and into the floor. Then Billy's baseball glove that was sitting on a chair rose up, flew around the room, and smacked against the wall on the opposite side of the room. Next, a stapler that was resting on a desk on the corner of the room slid off and busted into pieces on the floor. They all three watched speechless as Mark's math book that was sitting on the same chair as the baseball glove took off and smashed into the coffee table. Mark said, what's going on around here? Did you see what I saw? <laughs> and it replied in a shaky voice, we all saw it. So Billy softly says, I think we've got a ghost in here. A crash then came from the kitchen. Everyone rushed in to find a pan of potatoes that had been sitting on the stove ready to cook, sitting on the floor, scattered. As the family kind of stood dumbfounded about what was going on, trying to figure out what what could possibly be happening in their home, a plastic bottle of laundry detergent flew in from the laundry room and landed on the floor next to the potatoes. And just for the record, it was bold detergent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you know that?
1: Because that's what it said in the article. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they but even make that in I don't
1: know and that's why I didn't include it because I thought as soon as I would have said both people some people if you were older you would know. Oh it, but...
0: yeah. That's a good old days. <laughs> that's it, funny.
1: Etta was in other shock and she asked her sons if they were playing some kind of prank on her. Of course the boys assured her that they weren't okay. playing a prank on her.
0: How could they be doing it, that when it, they're sitting right there with you? Right.
1: And and Billy even pointed out there that neither of us were anywhere near any of the objects that were went flying across the room. And especially we weren't in the kitchen when stuff started yeah. falling off well, the, yeah. the stove. So, Etta wondered what was ha- going to happen next. And as they stood there looking at each other, the TV set suddenly came back on. They were like, at
0: least we can watch our movie now.
1: Well, there were no other occurrences that evening. Ooh. The next four nights were relatively quiet at the Jackson apartment. Things seemed to be back to normal. The family even began to kind of make jokes about the possibility of the haunting. But on August 17th, there would be no more joking. At approximately 6 p.m., again, same as four nights earlier, Edda was sitting in her recliner when her glass of iced tea started to shake to the point of falling out of her hand and onto the floor. At almost the exact same moment, the TV screen turned to staticky snow and then went dead. Edda yelled out, "'Oh, Lord!' It's come back.
0: Here we go again.
1: 11-year-old Mark, I'm sorry, he's 12. (laughs) 12 12-year-old Mark wondered out loud, I wonder what's going to happen next? Well, that question was quickly answered when a copy of Ebony magazine slid across the coffee table and landed on the floor. Then, in rapid-fire fashion, a candlestick fell off of the, the mantelpiece, a box of cookies that the boys had been eating in the kitchen sailed into the living room and landed right at Billy's feet. Five-second rule.
0: That's what I was thinking about the taters.
1: (laughs) Then a series of thumping sounds came from the bathroom. They go into the bathroom. They find out that the medicine cabinet door is open, two plastic bottles of vitamin C tablets, a container of baby powder, and a tube of toothpaste and a bottle of shampoo all set in the sink right below the cabinet. So they'd all (laughs) fell out of the cabinet.
0: That is wicked. Wicky, wicky. Wow.
1: And uh, astonished. I got to poop. All right, apparently we're going to take a quick sponsor break. Etta, astonished, picked up the items and placed them back into the cabinet. They made their way back into the living room and just in time to see an electric clock that was sitting on a desk lift into the air, yank its cord out of the wall, go flying across the room, and slam against the wall and bust. Etta at this point was weak and feeling terrified, so she collapsed into her chair. The boys also had a seat while they were waiting to see if the events were done. Spoiler alert, they weren't. Mm. Soon, a picture of Billy and Mark that was sitting on the mantel began to rock back and forth. It then was launched into the air, also crashing onto the floor. At this point, though the events had been frightening, to say the least, nothing had happened that made the family feel for their safety. That was quickly getting ready to change, though. A heavy glass serving platter that was sitting on the kitchen table came flying through the kitchen door, and barely missed Billy's head.
0: This thing is rude, man. <laughs> what are it, you breaking all the stuff for?
1: And it did fall on the floor, crash into you know a whole bunch of pieces. Mm. So
0: you'd be paying me back for that.
1: So Billy remarked how close of a call that it was, and then Mark said that he was scared. After about two minutes of no activity, the TV turned itself back on, apparently signifying the end of the events for the evening.
0: Maybe they just don't like the show they're watching, because that seems to be a trend.
1: Possible. So two nights later, after Etta had gotten home from work, again, around 6 p.m., the activities started again.
0: So, wait, are the boys there by themselves?
1: I'm, I'm assuming so, probably. Yeah, because school hadn't started back, or was just getting ready to start back.
0: Man, that would be so scary to be there by yourself. Yeah, but
1: there, nothing's happening to them until, until, until like, she gets home. That's the whole thing. Oh, that's it's true. all happening when she gets home around 6 p.m. So at least for these first three nights. So she decided to seek some help from her brother, Lester, who lived just a few minutes away from their, their apartment. She told him the whole story, and he said that it sounded like some kind of crazy spook talk. Obviously, <laughs> Lester was a believer. Yes,
0: apparently not.
1: <laughs> but he agreed that he would come over next time that things would happen and check it out. That next time would be on August 22nd. Very hey, that's similar. that's
0: her birthday. Yes. Oh, go ahead.
1: Very similar to the previous pattern of events, same time, roughly 6 p.m., Ada came home, the TV went dead, and she called her brother Lester. Lester raced to the house as promised. Then the four of them just sat and waited to see what events would transpire.
0: But why wasn't he already there?
1: How would he be there? She didn't know when stuff was going to happen.
0: Well, she he- should know. No, well,
1: she don't know till like, the TV started going off and stuff. That's when they knew. That's... The TV would go off, and that kind of signaled everything.
0: Yeah, but she always knows that's when she gets home from work, so he should... I know, been... but
1: they went like four nights in a row with nothing happening. He oh. just come over there every night okay. and wait. I yeah, guess, I guess so. you're right. Really, I guess he could have, but anyway. So, they were sitting there, and first there was a loud crash coming from the kitchen. A glass bottle of Clorox bleach had fallen off of a shelf and smashed onto the floor. Lester watched a whole row of books one by one, get knocked off of one of the bookcase shelves.
0: I didn't know Clorox bleach had glass bottles.
1: I guess back in the day they did. I think a lot of that Windex and everything all had glass bottles back in the late 70s, early 80s. I guess
0: so. I don't remember.
1: Next, a glass bowl of walnuts lifted into the air, flew diagonally across the room, and crashed into a corner, strewing nuts all over the living room.
0: If they were cracked, that's a plus.
1: True. Etta looked at Lester and asked, do you believe me now? And Lester said, well, now that I see it with my own eyes, I guess I do. So one of Etta's sons, they asked Uncle Lester what he thought it was. Now, Lester was a teacher at a school that was just around the corner from the boys in in Etta's house. And he said that he had read a book once about ghosts, but none of the stories that he read in the book sounded like anything that was happening here. Mm Mm-hmm. As he was explaining what he had read in books, a carton of drain cleaner upended and splattered on the linoleum floor in the kitchen. Then a framed picture fell to the floor breaking the glass. And you guessed it, the TV came back on. When the TV came on, Edda told Lester, well, there probably won't be anything else happen tonight because that's the way it's been in the future. That's the pattern. Once the TV comes on, Nothing else happens. Etta told Lester that she wasn't scared for herself, but she was scared for her sons. And she explained what had happened with the uh, platter coming through there and barely missing Billy's head just a few nights before. Lester had no clue what kind of advice to even think to offer other than the possibility of maybe calling the police. And Etta was totally against that. She said, absolutely not. Um... She, if she called the police, first of all, they're going to think she's crazy. Well, they going to do. And, yeah, right. And second of all, she didn't want to get the story to get out. And yeah. if she called the police, that story would get out. Right. So Lester said, well, all I can tell you then is maybe we just ride it out. And he said that, you know, he, he would assume that something like this doesn't last for very long. And maybe it was just, you know, pattern of days or maybe yeah. weeks. But he would ride it out. And then he would help any way that he possibly could if, if more occurrences happened. And they did. Lester got a call on August 25th, just three nights later, after the TV went black. On this evening, the books once again fell off the shelf, just as he had witnessed before. The refrigerator door came open and the eggs inside of the cartons were smashed.
0: He's just wasteful.
1: (laughs) A glass bottle of Windex, see I told you, fell from the laundry room shelf and broke. Then the TV came back on and ended the events of the night. So Lester commented that it wasn't too bad compared to, you know, the other night that they were there. And he expressed that, you know, maybe it's it's weakening a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's about gone. But Etta was still scared for her sons. So on September 3rd, the events not only happened, but they were the most violent events to date.
0: See, Lester don't know what he's talking about. (laughs)
1: After the TV he had gone, no help at
0: all. Huh? I said, he has no help at all. Go back home, Lester.
1: After the TV had gone dead, Lester was summoned. Hey, come on over. He missed the first event, which was the coffee table levitating about six inches off the floor, and then it just dropped. Nice. The first event that Lester actually saw was a heavy skillet flying from the kitchen into the living room. It was headed straight for Billy... He screamed as he ducked with the the skillet just barely missing his head, similar to what the platter had done. Gosh, what is wrong with Billy? (laughs) It did graze his shoulder, though. It did? So it didn't hit him in the head, but it did graze his shoulder. The TV then started rocking back and forth. Lester gets up, he runs over and grabs the TV to try to steady it to keep it from falling off of the Mm -hmm. stand that it was on. Then thunderous knocks started coming from the west wall of the living room. Knocking lasted, they said, a good three minutes. Mark, scared, ran to his mother, buried his head into her arms. Lester, still holding on to the TV, suggested that maybe this was all for the night. Maybe it's done. But no, a lamp at his table fell, barely missing Mark.
0: Lester's getting on
1: my nerves. Then, then a cluster of machine gun sounds came from the kitchen. Oh, gosh. So, upon investigating... Lester and Billy they ran into there and found out that the pantry door was wide open and dozens of canned goods were scattered all over the floor. So that's what that machine gun sound was. Yeah. Was can. While in the kitchen, the electric wall clock fell off the wall into the sink. Then they heard uh, Etta and Mark yelling from the living room. They were informing them that the TV just came back on. So Lester said, "You know,
0: maybe they should get rid of the TV."
1: Lester said, well, let's hope that's the end. Billy quickly responded, yeah, until next time.
0: Yeah, Mr. Optimistic over here. They can go home every night.
1: Edna made it clear that for her sons that there would be no more next time. And the following morning, she sent Billy and Mark to stay with her sister Nellie in Gary, Indiana. She said this was bad timing because school had just started back and she didn't want them to miss a bunch of days. Oddly though, while the boys were gone, there were no disturbances at Edda's house, nor were there any disturbances at her sister Nellie's house. After three weeks away and several missed days of school, Edda and Lester made the decision to bring the boys back home. The boys came home and did not experience any paranormal activity after that point. Edda and Lester seemed to think that more than likely, Billy may have been the focal point of the poltergeist activity, considering... Um,
0: Trying to take his head off a couple yeah, times. Twice.
1: yeah, But he might have been, you know, his troubles, they just lost his dad six years earlier. He's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Who knows what else was going on, because I don't have uh, privy to the information of what else was going on, or life, financial problems, or whatever may have been going on. But they think that, that his troubles may have some way, either subconsciously or... Uh, unbeknownst to him, released some kind of energy that caused the disturbances. Now, this poltergeist event was odd because of two things. One, they all started around the same time, 6 p.m. every night. And then the other thing was they they basically, the events were told when they were going to start and when they were going to stop through the television set. So you knew when the TV went off, stuff was starting to get real, mm-hmm. and when it came back on, there was never any instances where stuff happened after that.
0: That is crazy. So,
1: wow. I told you that's a wild story.
0: That's pretty wild. Yep.
1: So after basically her, you know, because you're talking that was 1976, uh, or I'm sorry, 74. So six years later, by that time, her youngest son Mark would have been 18, mm-hmm. and then Billy would have been what, 23. So, I guess she felt like she should come out and say something now because both of her sons were of age.
0: So, so, wow. That's nuts. It is. And so, why? Why do they have to be so, like, making messes all the time? What is the point of
1: that? <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's the way you get attention. <laughs>
0: but don't break the good china, the good glassware. What the can good? He hates these cans. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: uh, but anyways i thought that was a, that a, was a good a, story i thought it was a cool story yeah
0: so. i can't imagine living through something like that i'm and i'm like actually think they're very brave that they just stayed the whole time because you never know what's going to happen
1: yeah you're 100 percent correct
0: mm.
1: and luckily it just stopped so
0: yeah. props to her
1: it's so funny in so many of those poltergeist cases that's what happens It it comes comes well they get and, bored
0: and, and just move somewhere yeah, else it
1: comes and then within like two weeks usually they're done three weeks i mean sometimes they'll last you know some months but for the most part
0: more like they're oh i'm getting bored of this place let's move on
1: so tracy what do you have i know you're going you've got some uh itunes reviews and you've got all that obviously before we get into that i always like to do a little bit of housekeeping i want to thank everybody for their positive reviews on the books this, this week i had a bunch I would like to remind you that if you have read the book, if you can go to Amazon and leave a review, that's awesome. It helps um, more than you realize because they start suggesting it to people when you start getting enough reviews and comments and stuff like that on it. So I appreciate that. I also want to give a big thank you to everybody who helped out and jumped on our YouTube page. At the time we're recording this, we're up to 586 subscribers. We need 1,000. So. If we're ever going to try to monetize this thing, make any money, you got to have at least a 1,000. So if you guys could go, like I said, even if you're not going to watch it, if you'll go at least subscribe to it, that'll help us out somewhere down the road. And uh, if you can watch it, we've got uh, just shy of 400 views. It's been out since Wednesday, so not bad. We're uh, we're very happy and very thankful that you guys have have, uh, watched it. We got nothing but great reviews. I think there was like 70 thumbs up, no thumbs down, and I think 20 three or twenty-four positive comments on it so far. And not everybody has been our uh, HHS listeners. Mm -hmm. So there's been some people just on YouTube that's run across it or whatever. So
0: that's so nice. Yeah,
1: we want to say thank you so much for that. And the last thing before Tracy gets on her thing, we are in the process of trying to set up some live events. They'll be later in the year uh, to give chance for vaccines and stuff to get out and then give us plenty of time to be able to see what's going to happen in this crazy year health-wise, but i think we're looking at uh august september october somewhere in, in that ballpark for the immense we'll try to do a shortened season we'll end up doing probably uh three or four uh, but i know we're looking at, at places like dallas we're looking at west virginia because we got a cool opportunity in west virginia that we're just working out details on uh, dallas if we go out there we'll team up with leslie fear and maybe uh, a couple other people out in the dallas area and then you know, who knows? I think Saint Augustine might be finally get its chance. So that's what we're looking at now. Nothing set in stone, but I've got to, I've got to get locations and stuff. Hopefully, we'll have more for you next week.
0: Sounds good, babe.
1: Tracy, what you got for us?
0: All right, on our iTunes, we have Toomey, Com Mom Five, Trey Doyle, Jason B, and Mojo Lobster. Thank you guys. You all really gave us some really really nice reviews, and we really appreciate it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And for our Patreons this week, we have Cynthia Fellows and KT Harris. Thank you guys so much for your support. We appreciate that more than you'll ever know. You guys are awesome. And don't ever forget that.
1: Yes. The, the Patreon support, I know some some people talk about it more than what we do. We, we read our new subscribers and uh, we give you your um your, uh, Shout out, and we appreciate that. Um, but, you know, the Patreon is a cool way to be able to support the show. You're never locked in anything. It is a monthly deal, but you can quit at any time. And uh, you get a bunch of bonus episodes. So if that's something that you want to consider, it does help the show out a lot financially, and it helps Tracy and I be able to be full-time podcasters.
0: We appreciate you guys so much.
1: All right. Well, that puts an a ending on this one. It was a little bit of a shorter episode, but uh, like I said, a lot of bang for the buck in there.
0: Yeah. We hope you guys have a blessed week, and take care of yourselves.
1: Amen.